Welcome to Inspired by Purpose. Each week, we roll out episodes of successful, purpose-inspired entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you. My name is Dr. Ozzy Jankovic, and I believe that purpose is what inspires us to make our greatest impact. I'm so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, today on the podcast, we are speaking with Allison Wheeler. She's a high performance business coach, number one selling author, a powerhouse in life and business, and she is an Olympic athlete. Before we dive into the episode with Allison, I've got a few important reminders for you today. First off, we've got a podcast relaunch giveaway happening on March 16th. You can enter to win a copy of my book, a $150 gift card to Amazon, and a purpose one-on-one coaching package with me valued at $1,350. You can visit drozzy.co backslash giveaway or click the link in the show notes to enter. This episode is supported by two of my favorite productivity tools. The first one is ConvertKit, which has saved me so much time and headache on emails over the years. You can learn more about the email marketing platform by ConvertKit and get started today for free by visiting the link in my show notes. Our other sponsor is Descript, our go-to editing software for audio and video on the podcast. With Descript, you'll never need to edit video or audio again. Instead, you can easily edit a transcription and Descript will do the heavy lifting for you. If you're creating courses, podcasting, or if you're putting videos on social media, check out the links link in the show notes and get started today for free. All right, so let's get into the episode. Allison is a multidisciplined, award-winning performance athlete and celebrated entrepreneur. She's competed in the Olympic weightlifting, rowing, CrossFit, athletics, and bodybuilding with multiple awards for her home country of New Zealand. Allison and her family now called, call the Gold Coast Queenland, their home. She has had success as an athlete and entrepreneur, and her success is magnetic. Her presence is real, raw, and authentic. Her life has not always been easy. Just when she could have given up due to significant health issues, Allie could have let these issues stop her in her tracks, but her determination kicked in. In this episode, you'll hear about habits for high performance in life and business, how Allison grew a booming business and then burned out and what she went on to do in order to avoid burnout and create work-life harmony. This is quite a story, my friends. She built a seven-figure business and then pivoted. It's a fantastic interview, so let's get started. Welcome to Inspired by Purpose. Allison Wheeler, I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. So you are tuning in from Australia, which is awesome. I'm in Israel and we're together here on Zoom to talk about your incredible work in the world of fitness as well as business. And you've built a prosperous business. So today we're going to get into all of that. 
And I'd love to start off by asking you, how did you get inspired by purpose, Allison? When you're connected to that purpose, to that knowing of what it is that you truly want to do and how you really want to help other people, you know, it pulls you forward rather than not to say there's not days where I'm dragging my feet because I would be lying if that wasn't the case, but it's a, it's a pull. So for me, I think I've always had that purpose to help others, even from when I was very little. And then it's been honing in and honing in on what does that mean? And I think initially I went really small with that through, because this is my third business. So I know that you are a, an accomplished athlete. You've been in the Olympics. I've done Olympic weightlifting. So I've done lots of different sports. Oh I rode at a, a very high level through all my schooling, won all sorts of titles through that. I've done CrossFit at a really high level. I've competed at that. Then we went into Olympic weightlifting and I won at a national level for that. And then more recently, when I hit 40, I remember specifically looking in the mirror and thinking, I don't like who I see. I don't like this person that's reflecting back at me. And this was partly purpose-driven as well, because I thought, wow, I don't want to pass these thoughts on to my daughter. I don't want her to stand in front of the mirror and go, oh, I don't like what I see. I need to do something about this or I'm going to pass this on to my daughter. So I was very driven to turn that around. I was an athlete anyway. I just didn't like what I was looking at, I was training away, and but I was burning my body into the ground. I was burning myself out. So I really needed to change the whole way I was doing everything with respect to my own health, my own care, the way I was running my business. So that led me down a really different path to look at how I was approaching my whole life, go deep within myself and work on myself and work on my mindset and work on my nutrition and work on the way I was exercising. So exercise because it was nourishing as opposed to self-punishing. To move from a very, from very much that modality, punish, 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 work hard, work hard, you know, like force, push, 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 which there's times when you need to do that. That's great. But that really does wear itself out after a while and then move to this idea of nourishment and flow and purpose again and being so in the end through that I completely transformed my body again I ended up doing figure bodybuilding and won my professional bodybuilding card with Miss Fitness Australia so that was pretty cool wow congratulations thank you thank really you really exciting Tell us about your business building journey and your journey as an athlete and how those two things have come together. Absolutely. So as I said, this is business number three. So I built my most, re or the, the business previous, I reached seven figures, but I wondered where everyone else was with me. You know, they were, was it the sacrifice of a lot of other things? I remember, you know, doing really huge months and then I'd wake up and I, where's my family? Where are the people that I love around me? These people aren't on the journey with me. And that wasn't 
that wasn't good enough for me mm. so I walked away from that and then started this business so iteration number three I wanted to do it differently I wanted to do it where I took people who I care about and who I love with me I wanted to take my health on that journey and with me and I think that I've been an athlete since I was probably about seven or eight like involved heavily in sport I think the discipline of being an athlete helps hugely in being a business owner and an entrepreneur entrepreneur because you do have to be disciplined there's no way around that and that doesn't mean that you don't like it doesn't mean you're disciplined every moment of every day but I think knowing that there are times when particularly when you're building a business you are hustling away and the discipline of just knowing that those are the things that you need to do to get in the game. Every business has a game. Every part of your life has a game. You've got to know how to play that game to get success in that game. And I think people really struggle when they don't necessarily know the rules and the parameters of the game they're playing and then don't have that discipline to follow through and keep following through and keep following through and knowing it's it's a bit of a business is a science as well like so sport right so sport and as an athlete it's very scientific you're always analyzing and looking how can I be better how can I get that one percent more out of what I'm doing you know you look back you reflect you look at your statistics you're constantly looking for where you can improve and that reflects across very well into business where even if you are the only person in your business, you still need to be looking at it from that CEO level as if you've got a massive organization and going, how can I get that little bit more performance? Where am I going well? Where am I not going so well? Without it being so emotional, you just need to get the best performance. So you can be emotional in that moment as in you can have a loss and it's like terrible. No one wants to lose, but it can have that emotional moment but then you know you don't have a lot of time to waste being all in that emotion because you've got to perform again so you allow yourself out you get it out you go through it and then you get back on the horse I can remember in the early days of of my business where I'd someone would say no and and I'd take it so personally and I'd cry and I'd walk out to my husband and I say I'm quitting I'm never doing this again and then five minutes later he'd find me back in doing the thing and he's like but I thought you quit and I'm like well I did but I quit on my sucky mindset <laughs> and I quit on the emotional response and I quit on all of that I'm not quitting on my goal I'm just just I'm just quitting you know love that uh, that's time. awesome so, I love what you're saying about the science as an educator it makes so much sense to me what you said about reflecting so having the courage and being humble enough to look back at your day and say what happened what did I do and what am I going to learn from this day so that I can make tomorrow better yeah absolutely there's always And not as a way to look at yourself and go, I'm terrible. Like we've got to stop that rubbish, right? Because everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does something good. Everyone does something bad, if you want to call it that, whatever. It's all information. Everything that happens is feedback and information that we can then assimilate and go, okay, well, I'm either going to assign that in the good bucket or the bad bucket, whatever I assign that. It's feedback. What am I going to do with that piece of information to to move 
forward because the goals that the, what you want is actually you know that goal where you're hitting or that purpose that's where you want to go so if we just allow ourselves to experiment a whole lot more yes with you want to have all the intensity in the world towards your goal but when you place too much significance on the number or the outcome you, you never do as well particularly in Olympic weightlifting, you don't have a lot of food in your system. You, you're barely functioning with a few brain cells at the point of time when you're competing. When you're doing the thing, you got to be present in the thing, not thinking too far ahead or what's the next thing or, oh my goodness, can I do this thing? Or what's this other person doing? All of that will take you out of the game. You don't have time for that. And I think that, again, that maps very nicely across the business, like we've been speaking about. If you're worried about what your competition's doing all the time and you're looking at what they're doing, you're not doing your thing. If you're, you know, talking to a client and you're worried about your numbers, you're not there. And they're going to feel it. They know it. So it's been able to compartmentalize or put that over here well, will you deal with that? And then now I'll deal with this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I, what I heard you say is that it's very important to have the goals and to set high standards for ourselves. And at the same time, wherever you are in the process, be where you are now in focus. Now, are there any strategies you use as an athlete or as an entrepreneur to stay in that moment while holding your goal in mind for the future? Absolutely. I visualize all the time. I write my goals down every single day and which so many people don't write their goals down, which blows my mind. God, even if you didn't write them down every day, although I think that would make a massive difference, know what they are. So a lot of people don't even know what their goals are. Like work it out. What do you want? What do you want? Just keep asking yourself every single day. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And that's okay. Write it down. It's okay to want what you want. So I think that your question though, I've gone off on a tangent. Your question was strategies I use to stay present. Right. So I spend every Sunday afternoon mapping out my week. I do like a weekly map out. So I know my battle plan, my my mum map of how the week's going to look. I can look at it as a visual cue. I have my calendar organized into 15 to 30 minute blocks as well. It's all color coded. It's very organized. And I prepare all my meals because I don't, like I know the things I know myself, like you've got to know yourself, right? For me, the worst thing that I can do is have to sit there all day and think about what I'm going to cook for dinner it consumes a ridiculous amount of time. I think time's really precious. So I'd rather get that all handled. So getting all of that out of my way creates the space for me to be present. Love that. If we can pause here for a moment, I would love yeah. to hear from you about really practically, what do you do on Sunday? What's your system for that calendar? Is it on paper? Is it on the computer? And then in terms of the food, that is so huge. And I'm so impressed that you do it all on Sunday. So I'd love to hear more about that as well. So a few things for my organizational plan on a Sunday. I have, so I have a, my digital calendar, which is where all everything's booked in and it's all 15, 30 minute lots. And each person has a color or each category has a color. For example, business has one color, family has another color. Um, things like this, 
podcast have another color as an example exercise has another color then I have a paper weekly plan on paper and I'll write that all out so I can have that overall quick map where I don't have to pick up a device because sometimes I'm over devices that gives me that mental clarity for what I'm about to face for the week and I know what's coming I also we have a family meeting every Sunday as well and we keep minutes as crazy as that might sound but we do and we look at our finances and we discuss it as a family and where we're at and where we're heading and and are we on track are we off track etc and then we also discuss the the week ahead what everyone's got on anything we need to be aware of and anything else that anyone wants to raise well if my family and that aren't doing well like if my daughter or my husband or someone else in my close proximity or space isn't going so well that's not good right so we want to always want to make sure that we're all included in the process and I think that's what I learned from my last business is that they were one of the many mistakes I made and this iteration I get I get to do it different, right? Like you learn. So I love that. I want to go into your last business, but before we do, can you share with us about your food preparation? Because I know that as, as a very serious athlete, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Look, I have my weekly food plan and I will plan out our, my food and family's food as well. So I cook all the list so of it's chicken and rice and veggies and everything like that. I prep it all out because I want to know that I'm nourishing my body the best I can. And it, if I, yeah, I've got to live in this thing, right? And if I'm fatigued and I'm not at my, my body's at my best, I cannot function at my best as both as an athlete and also as a business owner. So I make sure that I eat very cleanly. I eat five to six meals a day. I eat every two to three hours. I have all my snacks planned out. I have all my meals planned out in their little containers, you know, and same with my family. It's all there. What I know is if I don't do that, it's so easy to go all day and I don't eat or I live off two cups of coffee. And then there's only so long you can do that right mm-hmm. you might be able to like that for a little while but it runs out pretty quick so yeah, it makes a lot of sense do... it's really it's really inspiring to hear about your procedures in terms of food and and your family meetings I'd love to hear more about this last business you mentioned that you hit over seven figures in your business but it wasn't aligned with your purpose and your bigger life goals can you tell us about what that business was and how you built it yeah, absolutely. So so I had, it was a network marketing business. I was very successful in that business. Network marketing, some people call it multi-level marketing, direct ah. sales, depends what you, you call it. And, you know, for the first few years, I think it was, I learned a lot. Like I learned so much. And I think that was what drove me, right? Because I love to learn. I'm a very curious person. I like learning new things. So learned so much about marketing and sales and talking to people and and communication and all of those things selling high ticket items through to not to not as high ticket items I didn't know what were you selling in that business yeah I was selling personal development products personal development products yeah so it was in alignment with with 
some of what I believed in, in terms of people, you know, helping themselves and learning and growing from that perspective. But what I found as I went on is it, I couldn't grow anymore for me. Like I had tapped that out to as far as I could grow and there just was no more growth. And you're either doing one of two things as you're growing or you're dying, right? So I soon realized that actually I was starting to decline and stagnate and I was having to use an awful lot of force to continue to move forward. So I was faced with a tough decision. You know, I had a very large organization. I love most of the people that I worked with and had assisted them to be hugely successful. And that leap of faith was so scary. Man, that that really took some courage to go, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore. Despite how successful it looks, it's still time to walk away. It's still time to start again. And this time be a hundred percent in alignment with my values, not build it on someone else's values that I think I can fit into. It's powerful. So how about that moment when you discovered that this was not what you were going to continue doing? What did you envision moving forward and how have you then built that vision? Yeah. So once I got over the shock (laughs) of realizing that I was effectively building the ladder on the wrong wall and the feeling like I was going to destroy that, like the fear, right, of, of changing something and what would people think and da, 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 da. there was a lot to work through. Then I took a moment for myself and I peeled back and I went back to my original purpose and I realized I got off track. And when I went back to my original purpose, which was to help make a difference to as many people as I possibly can, particularly women, because, you know, then you change households, then you change their children. And so it has a much bigger flow on effect. When I went back to that original purpose, it became very evident that I needed to make those moves and build forward. And I think as business owners, we think we know what we're doing. Most of the time we're making it up, let's face it, even if we've got all the structure in the world. But I am I have more preparedness now, I think, and I can just take the next, keep taking the next step. That idea that comes forth from the fact that I have a strong goal. And even sometimes when that idea seems totally off track, I follow that because I know that if I put the idea, if I put that goal out there and then I get some idea, that's part of the answer to the puzzle. So you're setting the goal, you're taking calculated action, and then you're looking at the feedback, analyzing that, and then moving forward in the direction of your goal based on the feedback that you're getting. 100%. Absolutely. As fast as I possibly can, because when you have speed and urgency, you also have far less space and time to sit there in your mind and indulge in the negative talk and the negative feedback Mm -hmm. as well so take action even if there are negative voices even if there's negative voices exactly because there's always going to be something well unless you get to the point where you've quieted your mind which is possible but for most people there's always going to be that voice of doubt you know And it's like the wolf you feed, 
right? The the one you feed is the one that's going to be the strongest and the loudest. You're either going to feed the wolf of doubt or you'll feed the wolf of your goal. I prefer to starve the doubt and to feed the goal. Powerful. What do you do to starve the doubt, the wolf of doubt? Yeah. So, you know, I think that we are all fabulous procrastinators. I don't think there's a person on the planet that doesn't suffer with procrastination in some way, shape or form. I procrastinate on my doubt. So I will have, and I do this with clients, I have a practice where I tell them to talk to your doubt. So, you know, literally speak to it. Okay, thanks. Great. I get you're trying to protect me right now, but right now I'm going to go and do this because it's, it's moving me towards my goal. Now I will come back and I'll pick you up later after I finished. And then by the third time I've, you know, go do the thing and I've forgotten or the other thing that I do and which I work with clients on is breaking things down into 10 minutes, shorter tasks, like break it right down into small chunkable steps. And that can be, you know, put on a 10 minute timer and do as much as you possibly can on that task or one of my favorite books eat the frog right do the thing that you don't want to do do it first and get it out of the way because it gives you so much fuel and fire to the end then you got all the easy things to do yeah yeah awesome eat the frog and starve the wolf of doubt phenomenal now you mentioned your clients and i know that you've written an incredible book and you're helping women with business and with self-care so I'd love to hear about everything that you're doing and how you're helping people, Allison. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So I coach coach mainly women. Like I do coach some men as well, but mainly my focus is women. Like I said, I'm pretty passionate about that. I have written a book. It's called Living from the Inside Out, How to Become a Modern Day Wonder Woman. And it is very hands-on book. So it's very practical. It's a companion. You can pick it up and go through it in order, learn about your nine superpowers and how to live them in your life. It's really about embracing the idea of building a business that looks after you rather than building a business that burns you out. So I work with women to really superpower their business and supercharge their business and supercharge their life without burning themselves out and without leaving the people they love behind. Mm, Beautiful. You mentioned, Alison, in your book, The Nine Superpowers. Can you tell us more about those? So some of them are around embracing your femininity because that can be a really interesting thing, like learning to not create success in such a masculine way so create success in a way not how you think success is but how success is for you and moving there's a lot of masculine role models and there's still a lot of masculine success out there which is great there's nothing wrong with that but I know I after a lot of work with a lot of people over a lot of years, particularly women, when they only do success in that way, they're unfulfilled. So bringing that element of femininity and balance in allows women to calm down, calms their body down, calms their nervous system down, calms everything down, and things work so much better. 
as an example, I think femininity is an absolute superpower. Superpower. Well, it's really interesting because you shared your story about the business and your success and then your discovery of leaving people behind and feeling burned out. And I can relate to several parts of your story. I took an 18-month hiatus from my podcast and my coaching business because of some of those challenges a year and a half ago in June. So I'm coming back now and I'm committed to rebuilding my business in a way that is going to create harmony in my life. And I'm curious if you could give me some advice based on that superpower and the femininity idea that you shared so that I can really do that in the best way possible. I would suggest to anyone, particularly women, define what success means to you in your heart, not what you think success is, not what you think success should be. What is it to you? What does it mean to you? What's valuable to you? And lead a values-driven life. And then as you are writing your goals out every single day, remember why, why, why do you want those goals? Look around you as to how can you nurture that in your environment as a whole and nurture that for you. What fills your cup? You know, we talk about, this is the other, and I talk about it in my book as well, Ozzy, as I talk about the fact that everyone talks about your cup being half full or your cup being half empty. I don't believe that. Your cup is always full. It's just what you put in it, Mm. right? Everyone has a full cup. But if we think half full and half empty, no, you always have a full cup. It's just, but if you don't think that you have a full cup, we just load more in without consideration of what's already in there. It's like, well, hold on, take a pause. You know, one of the things that I teach a lot of my clients is often people will just say, yes, yep. Yes, I can do that. Yes, of course I can do that. Yes, yes, they never, they don't say no. It's like, well, hold on, how have you even considered the impact of what you're saying yes to on everything else and everyone else in your life? Does it even fit in line with your values and your goals? Is that yes a really a yes to you? Is it actually a yes? And so what I say to my clients where we identify that that is part of what's caused, what's caused that burnout feeling is to say, I need to check my calendar. I'll get back to you. And it just allows the space for them, one, to break that habit of saying yes, but also to actually then look and go, actually, you know what? That's not in alignment with my goals and my purpose and my values and my whatever else is going on. Or yes, it is, right? I love that. I love also how you said it, Alison. You said, I need to check my calendar and I'll get back to you. You didn't say, let me check my calendar. And I'll get back to you. It's not about giving over your power. You have the power and you're so clear with that. Yes. And that's what I think is so centralized into what I love to work people with is move the power back to you. You have to own that power and it's okay to, it's okay to be powerful. It's okay to be powerful. 
and it yes. can when you yes. are powerful right like it can scare the bejesus out of you when you when you're a powerful woman it's like what do Let's I do talk about people? that because I think it's so central I can really identify with this fear of being too powerful. I was reflecting about this just this week, Allison. I was remembering how when I was in school, I was the girl who wanted to raise my hand all the time. I had a lot of answers. I had a lot of questions. And I remember getting shut down, especially by boys for being right oftentimes. And I think at a very young age, I learned something that I think a lot of girls learn, which is there's something that society gives over to us about subordinating ourselves and making ourselves look less powerful. And I think because I'm coming back to my podcast and I'm coming back to business with, with so much enthusiasm and so much purpose, I'm trying to be aware and I'm having these realizations that, you know what, that is that was then and this is now. And what can I do to feel safe and feel empowered to show up fully? Because like you, I'm over 40 and I look at my life and I see time as the most valuable asset that we have and I want to make the most of it. So I'd love to hear more from you about how you show up powerfully. You're clearly powerful. You wrote a book about superpowers and you help women with this all the time. So what would you say to someone who's like a recovering, what are we going to call it? This is, this is where I think it's at. So I think most women in their initial kind of thing, right? Like you think you're superwoman. There's a big difference between these two things, superwoman and wonder woman. Okay. Right. So I think superwoman, super strong, thinks you can do everything, uses loads of force, not a lot of wisdom, but like, I think I can do conquer the world. I can do everything. No consideration of looking after herself, Right. That's superwoman. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, is wise. She knows her superpowers. She knows her powers. She owns it. And she uses those superpowers for all the good in the world with all the wisdom in the world. And a Wonder Woman knows how to ask for help and knows that that is also a superpower because you're choosing, right? You're choosing to be powerful enough to ask for assistance from another person you're not handing over your power to them you're giving them an opportunity to step up and to be a part of your world and to come on the journey with you it's not a failure it's a superpower to allow and bring other people into your world and let them step up with you mm, right like love that. very different so part of the superpower, part of this being powerful is being okay, asking questions, being okay, asking for help. I'm also interested to hear, are there women, I mean, have you seen women over the course of your career or in your own life that are afraid to show up powerful, powerfully? And what does that look like? And then how does someone go from there? How does someone overcome that obstacle? Absolutely. Most women, I think, are still not showing up anywhere near as powerfully as they can. We're afraid. And I think you touched on that. I think our schooling system, like I see it with my daughter, our schooling system fails a lot of people, a lot of different, in all sorts of different ways. Part of the key for women to be able to 
is to work with other women that are powerful, work with other women and surround yourself by other women that support that level of being in your own power and your own vulnerability and allows you to step into it. It's a real struggle for women to do because a lot of people work with that mentality, but what if I hurt someone or what if I leave someone behind? What if I grow and other people don't grow with me or all of those things that those considerations, will I be alone, right? Will I be rejected and alone again? Because so often, like you said, in the schooling system that you can end up feeling very much like that, right? The child that knows the answers wants to put their hand up, curious like curious absolute ferocious curiosity in your mind that gets squished it's going back to that ferocious curiosity but in your divine feminine power when you're in that power you can take people with you when you're trying to power you leave people behind there's a difference. It's distinctive, but it's a difference. When you own your power, you take people with you because you're not trying to force it all. You don't have the blinkers on. You are very aware. And when you're embracing that femininity, it, it's so involved where you realize that you are also the sum of your environment. So it's about building people up. Like, so if my husband, for example, is having a hard time, well, how am I responsible for that? Where are my responsibilities to help him out? Maybe he can't ask for help for right now. I don't know, right? But how am I going to communicate? And a lot of this isn't necessarily you have to do a lot more because the last thing someone wants to do when they're a powerful woman and they feel already overloaded is to do a lot more. This is communication, this all comes down to communicating at a higher level that I think that's why I'm so passionate about working with women because when they unleash their superpowers they are the best communicators and so much of it comes down to communication so much can be if not everything can be resolved through good communication wow thank you so much it is such a pleasure speaking with you today, and I would love for you to share with our listeners about your coaching, what you offer, as well as your book. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, my book can get on Amazon or on my website, which is www.theallisonwheeler.com. So that's the, T-H-E, allisonwheeler.com, and I'm sure you'll put it in the notes. Okay. Um, book in to do a free strategy session with me as well which will be in the show notes and I do one-to-one -one coaching group as well and I have a mastermind that will be launching very soon which will be powerful women coming together to support each other so and people can reach out to me on all my socials as well on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and everywhere <laughs> Awesome. All right. One last question before you go. If you could give your younger self any advice, what would you share with her? Look after yourself and never let anyone diminish your powers. All right, everyone. I am all in on that. Look after yourself and never let anyone diminish your powers. Here are my takeaways from the interview. You will accomplish what you believe you can accomplish expand your beliefs and expand your possibilities. 
Number two, you can develop new habits with practice. Small changes add up. Number three, it's never too late to revisit how you're running your life and business and to reimagine what you want it to look like. Number four, create systems in your business and life to run them both like a CEO. Number five, overcoming self-doubt is the key to progress. Focus on progress over perfection. Before we say goodbye until next time, I've got one last important reminder for you. We have this podcast relaunch giveaway happening and you can win a copy of my book, $150 to Amazon and a purpose coaching package valued at $1,350 with me. Visit drozzy.co backslash giveaway or click the link in the show notes to enter. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week.